0: Hello and welcome to the View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at Highview Church, and today I am joined by uh, the one and only Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. How's it going, guys? It's
1: going well. Yeah, a Beautiful day outside. Sweet. Um, so it's a beautiful day. It is, I, have, I have a beautiful a, blue sky above me. <laughs> Chad has a beautiful tiled ceiling above him. That's
0: fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm also inside. Um, I, I, I've tried to go outside <laughs> <it a> <laughs> to boost my spirits a little bit. You know, we uh, we've been cooped up inside so long, but now it's just it's it's weird because it's kind of cold. But uh, but yeah, I've loved yeah. I love being able to go outside during times like this because I I just get cooped up cooped up inside.
1: Yeah, you need it for sure. I've I've been trying to go outside at least once a day for a few hours and just kind of get some sunlight. It's good for the uh, good for the mental mental Mm. health. Really is.
0: Yeah, for sure. What other things uh, have you guys been doing to just kind of try to keep a sense of normal? I know we we've talked a little bit about this whole pandemic and how we're responding, but like, what's been some some rhythms you guys have been trying to keep in? Like, you know, either going outside because you know we do need to be taking care of ourselves. Um, spiritually and emotionally and physically and all that, what are some things you guys have been doing to try to keep yourselves um, kind of
1: well-rounded yep. during this time? Well, that's a good question. Um, it does feel kind of like survival, you know, It's, uh, but it's one of the things we've been doing is trying to keep a, a regular rhythm in the house of, and it may be small, but it's that's kind of the, the stuff we can do right now with like dinner and um, Some of the kids giving them regular activities because uh, man, the days they kind of just bleed together and you're like, what day are we on? What day of the week is it? And yeah. so we've tried to, um, we have some scheduled things like Eli, he does Taekwondo virtually and Kaylee's got some virtual online classes that she does. And so just trying to keep a schedule uh, so it doesn't feel like there's this, this unending period of time of just chill, like mm. with nothing to do, you know, but to give some structure in the day. Helps to uh, kind of uh, keep things a little organized, I think, and keep you from going too stir-crazy. So that's for us, I guess. Gotcha. But still going stir-crazy, even with all of that.
0: Huh. What about you guys, Chad? What What have y'all been trying to do to keep yourselves normal and
1: all
2: that
0: yeah.
2: good stuff? Um, well, I, I think it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, um, in some ways we, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of new rhythms. Um, but, um, but something that I told you about, uh, I may have told Josh about this too, but some, a big step towards normalcy for me happened yesterday. Mm. Uh, yesterday was a huge step towards normalcy. Um, I went through the Starbucks drive through the, um, In praise seven weeks. And, uh, it was, uh, it was glorious. It was glorious to see, uh, see everybody and to, uh, to drink Starbucks again. And it was like, Great. you know, but we're going to be okay.
1: Everything's <laughs> <gonna> be okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to make it guys.
0: We're, we're, we're going to make it. It's, it's going to be all right. Fantastic. Um, I'll tell you, one of the things I've been trying to do is be physically active um seven weeks really, really tried to, to do some uh some push-ups and uh, there's a group of guys we're doing a little push-up challenge uh, that just ended yesterday and i yesterday i had to do 50 push-ups what in the world oh, wow. i've never done 50 push-ups in my life and i probably never want to again but uh, <laughs> but it's been uh it's been good yeah trying to keep some of those like um you know try not to eat everything in the house uh, going out as much as I can, but being safe and uh, trying to keep a sense of normalcy. One of the things that I'm doing, though, to keep this uh, quarantine as normal as possible, is still recording episodes of the High Podcast. Um, I'm glad, great to, segue. Glad to be here <laughs> with you guys. Uh, and today we are continuing. We are continuing um, a new series here on the podcast where we are unpacking the five solas of the Reformation. Um, and last week, if you didn't get a chance, go listen to that introduction podcast where we talked a little bit about historically where the uh, the solas came from, why they were introduced by the reformers, some of the questions they were looking to answer. And today, uh, we're going to start working through uh, some of these a little more specifically. So today, we're going to spend some time talking about uh, the uh, considerably, uh, you know, hopefully, I think we would say this, and we actually said this in the last episode. It's somewhat of the foundational. Uh, sola. If you want to look at one of these as being uh, the source of the other four, um, sola scriptura, uh, which basically means uh, scripture alone, is how that's translated. Um, so let's start with just a simple kind of question. I know I just defined it um, or or translated it rather, but what is what is the meaning of sola scriptura? Let's just start kind of foundationally. What does what does that mean?
2: Yeah, sola scriptura, um, scripture alone, or alone scripture. Uh, <laughs> um, it's um, it really is. I, we mentioned this last week on the podcast. We did an introduction to the uh, five solas. Uh, script, sola scriptura uh, is was really uh, the um, confessional dam that broke that that ushered in. The the other four solas, and and I think that that's probably the best way to think about it. It it was the transformational moment, the 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 belief that changed how you viewed all the other essential beliefs, uh, because it changed the source those doctrines were emanating from, Mm. from a from a from a a theological standpoint. So, uh, for most of medieval Christianity. Uh, the Pope was considered to be the uh, infallible interpretational source uh, for all things doctrine, and once that started to be questioned, everything else was up for, for question as well. and And for what it's worth, it, the Catholic Church knew that they saw sola scriptura as the the, the, the no turning back moment. It was going to be if they lost that high ground, all of the other uh, there was no way to contain the Reformation if you uh, if you lost that. So um, I think that understanding that doctrine um, was for the common man and that doctrine was for everyone uh, was was the key. Turning point in the Reformation, and and ultimately led to, led to the existence of Protestant Christianity, which you know uh, is uh, is is such a force in the world today. Uh, so, so I think it's really important to 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 see that connection. To, to borrow uh, William Tyndale, uh, he, he famously said that um, Scripture was even for the plowboy. Yeah, so this, this is. For the elite, this isn't just for a select few, this is for anyone, and that's yeah. a foundational belief. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, really well said. A um, thought that, you know, I'd add to that one word that really comes to mind when I think of sola scriptura is the word sufficiency. And that's what Chad was basically getting at, is that the Catholic mm-hmm. Church had basically said, look, um, scripture alone is not sufficient for your salvation, but you need these other things and so the scripture, what it's what it states firmly, is that all things that pertain, basically to to your salvation, to godliness, the scriptures are sufficient to provide. Yeah. Um, and so it's scripture alone. We don't, you know, we, we don't need a, a priest or. And that's not to say that a teacher or a helper is not a good thing, mm-hmm. but within the pages of scripture, a man has everything he needs for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Sufficiency is the word that really comes to mind when I think of sola scriptura.
0: Right, that's good. Yeah, the um, the primary kind of realm we're looking in is yeah, what what's the authority the authority of the church? What tells us yeah, how we are to to relate to God? Um, what what is it that that explains to us uh, what we are to practice as the church? And so uh, in that particular day, obviously, um, you know, and I think we're getting a little into into the second question um, of why this was an important theological distinction for the Reformers um, was just that. I mean, they were trying to to navigate uh, having yeah. a, uh, a certain description of the authority of the Church uh, within the Catholic Church that seemed to be unhelpful um, as far as uh, really what Chad was describing, this idea that then... The the common man kind of loses a grasp on how he can relate to God unless he has uh, some some church or papal authority that's telling him what to do or uh, configuring the experience, I guess, as it were. And so what the reformers are really fighting for was this idea that, okay, hey, God has delivered to us uh, through prophets and through um, priests and kings and through all these men that he's used his word. Um, to reveal Himself to His people, um, that He hasn't just revealed Himself to um, to a certain section, that then they have to become this mediator. There's there is but one mediator, right? I mean, that's that we learned that in Scripture uh, that it is Jesus, and we'll get to Christ alone in in a few more episodes. Um, but how do we learn about Jesus? We learn of, of Him through the Scriptures. So, uh, what were some other reasons? Obviously, we just kind of talked about sufficiency of Scripture. As well as the competition with the authority of the church, um, what are some other reasons, if any, uh, that this was an important theological distinction for the reformers?
2: Well, I think that it, it's really important to, um, to to look at the alone aspect and, and define what mm. that what that means. What it what it doesn't mean <clears throat> is that. Uh, church leadership is unnecessary. What it doesn't mean is that church uh, government is unnecessary. the mm. The reformers would have rejected that outright, or that, or that leadership as a whole is bad or something to be um, uh, looked at or despised necessarily. Uh, I think that's the other ditch is is when we we feel leadership abusing power, mm. we tend to go all leadership is bad. Uh, yeah. The problem is bad leadership is bad. That's the issue. And what you see in the Protestant Reformation and, and Sola Scriptura, when you say scripture alone, what they're saying is scripture alone is ultimately authoritative in that it is the ultimate highest authority. Right. And, and instead of church leadership, it's that actually scripture holds church leadership accountable as opposed to church leadership being able to kind of use scripture for their own purposes, who's ultimately in control, who's ultimately making decisions, who's ultimately shaping uh, beliefs and, and, and the like. So understanding that is really, is really important because the, the reformers were not, uh, were, were not saying leadership is, is bad. They were saying that leadership in the church is not ultimate. Yeah. and And those are, two different things. And so when, when you know what's interesting is is a lot of people point to <clears throat> uh Martin Luther famously, you know we talked about last week, famously nailing the 95 theses to the to the uh castle door there in Wittenberg um as kind of the starting point for the reformation. But if you actually uh if you read some of uh Luther's um biographical notes on kind of how he, his heart was evolving on this um, Really, the beginning of the Reformation and for Luther would go back further. He actually uh, had, a, had a had an epiphany of sorts when he questioned the church leadership's decision to execute a man named John Huss, and and he was really disturbed by that, and he knew it was wrong, and he also questioned uh, for the. Really, I guess first time said, clearly, church authority, church leadership is not infallible. Yeah, he uh, had such an issue with that, and so that then planted seeds of that can't be the highest authority. Yeah, um, and because it got it wrong is the point, right. and yeah. so there must be must be something greater than that, and and so the, the seeds of. Who's really in control? We're already there. and And that's why I say this doctrine or this, I'm sorry, this particular belief that that scripture alone is authoritative leads to all the others.
1: Mm. yeah, amen. yeah, I think of the you know the distinction between um you know when we say the scriptures are sufficient, we are not saying that you know any man's interpretation of the scripture is sufficient. That's where the um, Catholic Church, uh, that's where they planted their flag. is They said, look, we will interpret what these scriptures mean to you. And, um, you know, that's the, the kind of the challenging part is we, we need an objective truth. Um, but we're broken, fallible people. And, you know, we can take God's word, which is um, inerrant, without error, sufficient, and we can we can bring out of that a a translation that's uh, you know and a meaning that's that's not those things. Mm. And so um, it's not it's not good to put a broken man in between the stream of that objective truth and then say that's where it ends. Now, you got to take it all the way back. And and sometimes there will be miser, you know uh, rep- mis uh, translations or misunderstandings with the scripture. I think that happens. You know I think of the Bereans who uh, were commended because they went back to the scriptures to see if these things were true, you know. And so we encourage people to, uh, to, to seek out, um, you know, people that are faithful in teaching God's word. But then at the same time, you should always be checking those things back at the source, which is God's mm-hmm. word itself. Um, and, I, and I think that's yeah. just a good process. We need to be doing that with our own thoughts, like mm-hmm. my own mind. Yeah. You know, because I I kind of set myself up sometimes as my interpretation of Scripture maybe being the sufficient part. That's not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. Scripture is sufficient, and 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 as much as my interpretation is an honest representation and is as accurate, then you know then it's sufficient. But um, but we constantly need to be checking that. You know, going back to the source. I think that's so important. Right. Yeah. but when
2: when we talk about this, I mean, it's important to know that the reformation, um, specifically and, and, and Sola Scriptura being this like linchpin, um, the basis for that, you know, you had these guys, um, even late 15th century guys, um, like Zwingli, uh, some of, some of the, the earlier reformers Mm -hmm. who, who are, who have the audacity to say, Hey, where is that? in the scripture, mm. where, where is, where is that? Where are these rights? So, so to speak, where, where, where are these, like what, you know, these particular uh, practices and, and, and the like? where are they? Yeah. And they had the audacity to, to ask, where, where is that in the scripture? And that's such a, that's such a, a, a godly question to ask. It, it's, 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 mm. uh, it's not being disrespectful. In my opinion, it's not necessarily being disrespectful of, of leadership. Um, it's, it's actually, um, serving leadership by sharpening leadership, uh, when we ask those kinds of things. And so I, I think, you know, having, it, it, it kind of starts with the audacity to say, where is that? Where is that in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Who is that
0: right? It, it's kind of, um, it's like saying, you know, what Kat mentioned earlier, church leadership isn't the problem. Unbiblical church leadership is um, tradi- church traditions aren't the problem. It's unbiblical church traditions uh, that are, and so uh, this is where we kind of nail down and say, okay, then as as Josh said, we have to figure out where our authority starts. Um, where our, uh, does it start with our interpretation of of the scriptures, or does it start with the scriptures speaking to to us? And unfortunately, I think we lost lost Josh. But let's keep going. So let's let's kind of carry this into today. Um, so we've talked about what was what some of the reasons why uh, it was imp- an important theological distinction for the reformers. Um, so why is sola scriptura? and We've kind of already hit on some of these things. Uh, why is it still an important doctrinal distinction for us today? Uh, I think there are still some of the similar issues uh, that the reformers dealt with because they were humans dealing with human entities. Um, we We need to figure out how uh, this truth translates into our situation as as Christians in church today. so uh, let's let's talk about that for a little bit while I try to get Josh back back
2: yeah, um well, it it is the uh, the the North Star uh, still for 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 Protestant Christians around the world. Uh, it is the. The defining difference in how we see the Christian faith is, is ultimately authority-based. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. who has the final faith yeah. and can we know the Scripture for ourselves? And so I, I think that um, that particular uh, point is still that's still what makes who we are. Uh, and so this is you know this is shared. Um, uh, among all uh, Protestant de- denominations. Like, we're, we're this is a uniting point for all of us. Um, mm. it, it's this issue. And I think, like, specifically, uh, it, it'll change the way we think about preaching, um, you know, in the local church. So um, if, if I believe that Scripture is ultimately authoritative and not my interpretation of Scripture or what I say, uh, you know, it's not found in scripture, supported by scripture, is authoritative, then it's going to change the way I handle the Bible. It's going to change the way I preach. It's going to change. Uh, Sundays becomes like it's not about um, come to hear what Chad has to say. It's Mm -hmm. come to hear the Bible. And and so um, some of the practices that looks like, you know, sticking to the text, preaching through books of the Bible, uh, things like expository preaching, all of that um, is meant to support and reinforce sola scriptura. Really, it, it's meant to show that, like, apart yeah. from this, like, you can come for tips and and life mm. points and all this other stuff. But, uh, but, but, really, truly, um, yeah, there's Amen. nothing that we have to say that that matters apart from what's in mm. the authority of God. Like, that's it. That's all we have to say. And, and so it. it, it It still radically reverberates. You can see, you can watch how a church handles the word, I think. You can watch how they handle the word um, and see, like, how close their ties are and commitment is to solo scriptura uh, in some ways. Um, doesn't mean if you don't like me, you don't believe the Bible is authoritative, but it means that it will come out in the culture of that church. It will be seen over time Mm -hmm. who's really shots? When you come to a passage or a passage that will offend offend us culturally, how do you still speak that authority? Do it wisely and wisely, like, are you still willing to say it? Mm -hmm. That's where, like, who's who's authoritative? Uh, Do I get to edit this, or do I have to? Do I have to actually like say what this is? And uh, so there's lots of ways that it's still, uh, our, our commitment to it can't be hidden, really.
1: It's yeah. going to come out. Amen. Amen. Well, I missed a, a, a good little bit there. Uh, sorry about that. Michael put in the comments something about the sun behind me looking really cool. Well, that sun heated up my iPhone, so it shut down due to over, you know how if your iPhone gets too hot, it'll shut yeah. down saying, hey, your iPhone's too hot. So I was like, oh my goodness. And I was, trying, I was trying to fix it. I didn't know if y'all could still see me as I was like trying to turn it off, but um, but anyway, um, I got it sorted. Was- yeah, I, th- I think. Um, now go ahead,
0: Tyler. No, I was going to re- reiterate the question for you in case you missed it. So, why is soul
1: scripture an important doctrinal distinction for us today? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, just one of the things that came to my mind, and, and I may repeat some stuff Chad said because I didn't hear his answer fully, but um, being a young pastor starting out in ministry, um, if I didn't have Sola Scriptura, the only thing I would have to, to really pastor people would kind of be, um, how can I say it, maybe um, my my ego and um, maybe my charisma, mm. and that's that's not enough. You know, um What's needed um, to to really uh, pastor people and to to lead a congregation is something beyond any type of authority I have. You know, when I'm a young twenty year old guy and I need to have a difficult conversation with someone, where am I going to pull? You know, the authority to mm-hmm. to say this is what you should do or you shouldn't do this. Yeah, it's it's not coming from my life experience. It's not. You know, it's it's got to come from a source that's greater than that, something that's mm-hmm. um, that's stronger than that. And, um, you know, I think um, for me, that's one of the most refreshing um, realities of pastoring is knowing that there's an authority that we're all looking to that goes beyond us that we all have to answer to. It doesn't matter our age. It doesn't matter our experience. Like this is God's word. Mm. Um, And so, you know, I think that that uh, plays itself out in a local church. You can really see churches that lean on, on, you know, uh, Sola Scriptura with how they, um, counsel people with how they, uh, shepherd and pastor and correct and train their, their members. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think it just gives a lot of strength, um, to a church body to, to rest on that, because if not, what you end up having is a, a church that, um, that the authority structure is based on whoever is the most charismatic, whoever kind of can control a crowd the best and then you you end up with a lot of authority abuses and and a lot of hurt people yeah. um, you know the yeah. authority of scripture is an authority that will never abuse right when it's when it's handled properly mm. when a shepherd takes the authority of scripture and he applies that to the life of the sheep they're they're helped from that right that's the streams of living water that they're brought to that's the rod of correction but mm-hmm. but when I use my own authority, Uh, that can be abusive sometimes, you know, when I'm operating just strictly in that. And so, um, yeah, I I think there's so many benefits from just leaning again back into the authority of Scripture. I think about how Hebrews talks about how the discipline of the Lord is a good thing and how a father disciplines his child. And, and, you know, you think of that word authority of Scripture. Like, and, you know, as a father in my house, I kind of have this authoritative, you know, position. And I expect what I say to be followed. And yeah. but also, there's goodness and there's a gentleness that comes with that authority. There's a protecting aspect to it. Um, and so, I, I think the sufficiency of Scripture provides those things, you know, for a church uh, and, and for you know a Christian community.
0: That's good. So let's uh, let's kind of wrap the the conversation up here. As we've talked about why it's important for us today, uh, how do we? And we talked a little bit about this on the church level, how we practically implement Sola Scriptura as a church. Um, We see it as our authority in preaching. We see it as uh, our authority in leadership. Um, But how about as individual believers? What are some ways that the individual believer can anchor their Christianity, if you will, on the truth or the conviction of Sola Scriptura?
2: Um, You have to read it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not Amen. being really, mm-hmm. I, I think that, um, there, the, there has to be, um, you have to, to know what you're, you're, you're handling, a a, a sharp two-edged sword mm-hmm. that no joke. And so when you see a, when you see a, uh, a, a, a bumper sticker that says, you know, the Bible says it, that's, I believe it, that settles it, you know, whatever, um, you know, you you can kind of you can kind of feel where there's this. It's almost like, you know, with my daughter when when my daughter now my, my daughter's at age now where she questions my my judgment. My hey, don't stand on that. Why? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. The 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 like lazy universal answer to that is because I said so. Mm. Right. Yeah. It, That's it, a good answer too. It is. It, it, I use it all the time, but but it's also um, it's also insufficient for leading a church Uh, because I said so. Where where does it say that? Like where, where, why do you say that? It's not, it's not merely your authority to give you the right. And that that's, that's where in church history, things have always gone awry. Well, because so. where is that right in the Bible? Well, just do it because I said so. Mm. and And so what's harder the harder work to do is to to let to know the word as a pastor and to know the word as a as an individual enough mm. to to be able to wrestle with the text and see what it says that's that's harder to, it, it's it's easier to say, well, because I said so rather than well, let me show you why I'm saying this yeah, yeah? and, and do the hard work of that yeah and i and I think that if we're going to as christians be able to to live committed to solid scriptura, we got to know what we're handling. We got to know what we're submitting to. We got to know what it says. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so there's no way around that. You can't submit to a Bible you don't know because you don't know whether you're submitting or not. Yeah. Amen. And Amen. And, and so the reformers were really uh, really intentional about pointing out that. Hey, this is, we're not saying all scripture is easy to understand. We're, 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 we're not saying, yeah. we're saying that all scripture is authoritative. And, and those are not the
1: same thing. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I think that's the, the linchpin point there is if you want to say you believe that scripture is sufficient and scripture alone, well, you better be reading it. And then I would just push down a little bit. We're actually going through a study called Habits of Grace right now by David Mathis. And we're going to be doing that study right when we get off this call, but, um, I just read this morning, the section on scripture memory, the chapter, and, mm. and, um, we've been talking about meditation and, and I will say that, you know, in addition to reading it, then comes the hard work of understanding what you're reading. And Chad was, was getting at that, you know, is um, yeah. you know, because there's, man, there's a lot of people that put coffee cup kind of verses on mugs and they use it as authoritative or, but, but they've missed the meaning. Mm. And so it, it has no authority. It only has authority in as much as you're applying the right meaning to it, you know. So I would say um, meditate on God's word um, and pr- pray over God's word so that you would understand what it means. Um, memorize God's word. You know, think of verses like two Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable correction and cranny, uh, training. Training uh, so that a man of God may th- be thoroughly equipped. Um, and Colossians three sixteen. So let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, you know, I think uh, when we make the statement that, you know, Scripture is sufficient, um, well, then does our life back that statement up by how we treat mm-hmm. Scripture? Those are some questions, you know, we need to ask.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And and I'm glad you brought that verse up. because That's what I, I was going to kind of close us out on. Second uh, Timothy 3.16. Um Mm-hmm. tells the young minister, hey, listen, all Scripture is breathed out, inspired by God, and is profitable for teaching, rebuking, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. And the thing I, I try to remember about that verse is that not all of those things are comfortable. If we uh, seek out those, those teachers that kind of speak to our itching ears, we might look for uh, words that are always encouraging or always affirming or always uplifting. Um, but actually, right. Scripture is a sword that, that divides down into mm. even down into the attentions of our heart. And so it not only teaches us and, and encourages us, but it also rebukes us and corrects us. Um, it, it works uh, for us and uh, against us sometimes. And so I think that's where we need to begin um, lifting high God's word as not just coming to it and saying, um, wh- what do I think this says? Or what do I think this means for me? Uh, we have to be very careful when we approach the Bible that way. And, and what do I get out of this? Um, because we, we will tend to avoid the more uncomfortable parts and just say, oh, well, this yeah. good part applies. Or this good part means this to me. Um, we have to yeah. le- kind of let it read us, you know, as it's been said. Um, we have to allow it to teach us, to, to change us. Cause that's, that's the intention of structure uh, to be that authoritative right. word
1: over us. Right. So many times when uh, me and Eli are hanging out and playing, you know, he will want to show me something or we'll be working on, you know, whatever it may be. One of his Taekwondo karate kicks or something. And Hey dad, watch this. And so he, ca- he comes to me mm. and he wants to show me and he kind of wants to find affirmation in what yeah. he's doing. And, and of course I give him the affirmation a lot, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of times there needs to be something corrective that that I correct like in a loving way and sometimes I have to literally like stop him and say like change his mindset of of why he's coming to me so that he'll understand that Mm -hmm. there's some stuff he needs to learn and I think sometimes I approach God's word like Eli approaches me just unaware of how much I don't know. Mm. unaware of how much I need to be changed. Yeah. Like, so w- when, when we approach God's word, we need to see it as like, not a book that has some good suggestions that will help a guy that's pretty already all right. We need to see it as like white hot truth and then a person that's just muddling through life, right? And, and when I approach God's word, it is there to change me. Like, and, and that's what it intends to do um, for the better. And so I think that humble disposition, you know, coming before the word saying like, this is, these are not suggestions. These are not things that are going to improve my already okay life. Like this is a word that, that cuts deep. And you were talking about that, Tyler, like dividing, you know, um, like Hebrews talks about joint and marrow, discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's it's a posture of heart that I think we need to have before the word of a humble disposition of, you know, I'm here to be changed.
0: Good deal. Um, well, that's uh, hopefully a helpful understanding, unpacking of this idea of solo scriptura. I know that um, we we tend to uh, forget how important scripture is for us, and so let's kind of let's focus on reclaiming that idea that scripture alone is still our authority today. And hopefully, you are a part of a church uh, as Highview aims and hopes to be—a church that is gospel-centered and word-saturated. Um, we, we talk a lot about why we uphold the authority of scripture, that we believe it is, uh, it's the only rule for us as believers, but also as a church. So uh, hopefully, you are placing yourself in a church that sees scripture as the authority um, and not any one leader or uh, any one organization. It is God's word alone. Uh, So again, we hope this has been a beneficial conversation for you. If you're listening to us now on the podcast version of this episode, go ahead and share this, give us a nice rating and review, and uh, always be aware that we have uh, started recording these live on Facebook. Uh, So be looking out for those notifications. If you would like to jump in live and leave comments and interact with us, we'd love for you to jump on with us there as well. Um, But again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time.